It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Jackson, Kevin here for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Tim is not joining us. He's hosting family for the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. I mean, him up quick that Thanksgiving uh, weekend. I know that everyone's kind of been busy. I've been busy with work. Tim's been busy with work. You've been busy moving into a new apartment. So congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you. Just from the the little Skype tour I got, definitely a nice place. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, um, so I'm in Arlington, Virginia. So it's the first time living in Dixie, technically. Um, but, you know, where I'm at is right in the Potomac. Uh, it overlooks the Pentagon, uh, Lincoln, Kennedy Center, Arlington Cemetery, uh, Capitol, Jefferson. I mean, all the, the major things that you yeah, want that, to see. Yeah, that view you just showed me was that. Yeah. That's- it's that's nice. My, it's my view cool. outside of my house is a train track, so I mean that's yeah. But you guys got that awesome. You guys have an awesome place, so don't don't worry about that. I mean, we got our move done uh, within about six hours, so two with two hours to spare than we originally thought it was going to be. Um, saved probably I think my girlfriend estimated something about twelve hundred dollars for doing the move ourselves. Yeah, movers uh, are nuts. I can only imagine it's in the city. Insane to move and from not even putting in her place in in Maryland, just my place in DC to here, which is roughly four and a half miles. It costs something like anywhere between nine fifty to fourteen fifty for six miles, <laughs> roughly. Yeah. So. And that's not including... It's a, it's a racket. It's a racket. That's what oh, it is. Oh, 100% it is. Like, I want to... If, if I worked at the DOJ, I would investigate moving companies and, like, mattress stores. Yeah. Yeah. One of them's a... They're both a front for something. Or oh, one of them's... Yes. One of them... Mattress stores are definitely a front. And then moving companies are just, like, a scam with, like, the... the uh, whatever the ratio of like work to payment would be. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. For five hours, nine, nine fifty, or I mean, nine fifty to 1400. That's not including if we had to do a, a second trip to Maryland, if we had to do a second trip to Maryland, I mean, it would have been like 2,100 at that. At least. Oh, and, and, and you know, with like, with something like that, they're going to be like, Oh yeah, yeah there's no way it's going to be able to all fit. We got to do two trips. We got it. I, my girlfriend was telling me this yesterday. She's like, how did you know that everything was going to fit? I'm like, I just had a good feeling. And, like, I was just doing the estimates of what are the things that we need to throw away, what we can bring, what we can leave back. You know, we're, we're thankful that we can keep some stuff at our aunt's house and just, you know, whatever we don't. Like, yesterday, I dropped some stuff off and picked up her um, one of her clothes bags that was – we didn't think I didn't think I was gonna get it in the car, but I'm like I'm gonna get this fucking thing in the car, and we did. <laughs> um, but when I pulled it out, it ripped like the entire box, but all the clothes were fine. So you know, luckily for that. That's but, like the the uh, like blessing in disguise of like moving is like yeah, it completely sucks, but you like you mentioned, you are able to like purge everything that like you're uncovering. Like oh, I forgot I had this, and clearly yeah, I didn't yeah, need it. I'm looking. Three months. The stuff that I've kind of unpacked already today, a lot of those like bathroom stuff that she had, that like one was like a mouthwash, like container, right? You pour uh-huh. the mouthwash in it, and then you know, and it's like a really nice fancy thing. I'm like, oh, that's right, that's here now. Um, or like oh, some right. of my stuff, like we are loaded with kitchen cleaning stuff, spices, and like sandwich bags, tin foil bags, uh, freezer bags, which add up. But, like, we got so much shit of that. It's like we don't need to go to the grocery store or, like, CVS to get that. So that's that's what's nice. Well, and now, now that you've, uh, you know, you moved in with Floor, like, being, you just living by yourself as a as a guy before, now there's a lot of stuff that you're seeing around the apartment that you probably haven't had to uh, 
Um, See at your own place. So she she kept a lot of stuff at my apartment. So I mean, that's a discussion for another day on this podcast. <laughs> I like I mean I when I when I moved in with with Kate, like I did not bring any like I don't want to say knickknacks, but like decorative pieces. Like there were no end tables with like statues or like dishes with like candy that I that yeah I owned. we just... negotiated a lot um for those who don't know I have a drinking barrel which I put my stuff on we were able to keep it but however floor decided what the design is going to look like and it actually looks very nice it has a nice little bar tray on it where it says bar we chose the right uh crystal canters uh to be on it so there's uh, not like five half empty beer cans on it anymore no, no. Uh, yeah, it's no. probably better. It's probably yeah. a better look. Yeah. Um, for my pictures, as you know, I had a lot of pictures. We chose only a couple ones, and uh, all of them with black frames. So what we're gonna do? Yeah, frames are something that you get when you move in with a with a female. Yeah. Posters yeah. Out, posters tacked into the wall into the drywall don't fly. They don't fly. Luckily, I, luckily I never had that in college, as you know, I did. Um, you know, like the Led Zeppelin poster, the Jimi Hendrix poster, all that, that, you know, that those are all gone. Yeah. No um, flags on the wall. And, uh, no flags on the wall. Yeah. No pennants. No um, Johnny Cash posters. Yeah. No Johnny Cash poster <laughs> flicking you off. <laughs> that was, that was probably my favorite. I lost that one, but I had that like right above my by the end board of my bed and as you know well why i put that there in college yeah but, yeah well you had, you had that and then you had the mcdonald's flag that was like eight feet long that we had hung up oh that was that was in the uh living room right yeah i mean you have to like that's a classic that piece awesome. mcdonald's that was like from you know. like the what the 84 88 olympics or something like that yeah the la olympics i think yeah that was cool yeah my dad gave us that um but no we're gonna paint the wall probably like a charcoal or a navy and then as a Christmas gift type of thing, I'm buying new furniture. So get to, you get to go to, furniture shopping. I do. It's going to be great. I, me and me and uh, Kate were talking about how like we feel like, so we've obviously we've gone car shopping together. We've done all the shopping you could do. Furniture salespeople are like the, like the most intense intense yes like they really? follow you around the store like a car like a oh, car yeah, dealership well, a car dealers yeah they're intense yeah car dealerships like you know like they'll kind of let you do your thing and they'll pop out occasionally be like oh like how's it going but like you like talk to a, you go to a furniture store and you say oh no we're just browsing Sharks. yeah they start like you see them like pop up behind like headboards and like the ends of chairs you're like like, we're just browsing, man. Like, this new guy needs a new love, love seat. Let's get it. Uh, yeah. It's, so there, there were like sharks in the uh, in the furniture business. It was it was kind of depressing to get rid of my old furniture, as you know, you've slept on that furniture so much of my life. Um, in two states, two states, in two states in the, on that couch. Yeah. Um, the love seat was able to get out of the apartment pretty pretty good. Um, I was able to move it myself, which I was surprised. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not in that bad of shape as I thought I was. The actual big sofa took an hour and a half because we couldn't get it out. And then my buddy Alex came over and we ripped the leather and then we couldn't, how sturdy the wood was, a hammer wasn't doing anything to it. We had to unscrew it, took a socket wrench, did all that and had bring it down in pieces. I, I should have texted you guys a picture of it and be like, remember this couch and, um, you know, 22 years of great service on that couch, and that's great know. craftsmanship. If you had, if a hammer was like, I, solid. I mean, I, it, and like we were also doing it in the hallway, so I wanted to be a little quiet about it. But like, you know, we're swinging it, and it wasn't doing anything. Like that yeah. thing was built like a tank. It probably could have gone another 22 years if you really, uh, 100%. It could have if you really wanted 100%. to. It, I mean, maybe the seats would have fallen out, but it. The, yeah, you could, yeah, you could always, yeah, the, the frame. The frame was frame. built to last. But anyway, Kev, I'll be honest, I did not really watch as much of the Bears game. I saw some of the highlights on YouTube. Um, but let's, and I obviously read and listened to what happened. It seems like the big takeaway of this game was 
that the coaching staff really put Fields in a position to lose the game, right? That he's cramping up. They didn't practice indoors all week. They practiced outside knowing that it was going to be um, an indoor game, which is silly to think about. Uh, he was cramping. Other players were cramping. Poor hydration, poor play calling. And then, obviously, Fields throws the bad pick, and then he has a hurt shoulder. Yeah, it Am was I a wrong? lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And, and, and you can just tell that the... Uh, whether it was the hydration, the not all the uh, effects that led up to like the poor like fourth quarter, like those all could totally be valid because you, if you were watching the first half, like Fields was looking good, like he was making great right. throws, he was making good runs. Um, yeah, it, it was it was um, it was it was difficult to watch knowing that like you see feel a. a, a Credit to Fields for like being a, a leader, and obviously, not that we care about the Jets, but we are playing them next week. But seeing like the debacle that is Zach Wilson's like leadership and all that coming from his team, like you know that you don't have those problems with Fields. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was. I, I I get why he does like why the critics, you know, just maybe the meatheads are like, well, he looks upset all the time. He's this, he's that. I mean, this is the guy who never lost in Georgia. You know, he was very good at Ohio State, won Big Ten championship games, you know, won playoff games. Um, and, you know, you know, to have this constant losing for the past year and a half, yeah, I get it. Um, and I think that's such a meatball thing. I mean, I think you look at his leadership compared to, like you said, Zach Wilson, you know, Zach Wilson said some dumbass things this past week. Um, you know, he only had 71 yards passing. And, you know, a reporter asked him, you know, do you feel like you let down the defense? And he said, no. Well, come on, man. <laughs> the defense only gave up three points because they scored on a punt, right? Uh, a punt yeah, with like 13 seconds left. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Um, you know, I, I think, obviously, I think the Bears are trending in the right way. Yeah, and I, I want them to win a couple of games. Absolutely. I think the team needs to win. And I think there's a there's an interesting stat. You know, seven out of the eight losses they've had, they've led at one point in those games. And, like, you know, good teams find a way to win, but young teams need to learn how to win. And I think that's where their problem is. Yeah, I think that the all of the the second half of the Falcons game might kind of attribute to the realization that, oh, we have a first-time head coach, we have a first-time offensive coordinator, like, right. they've come off of three good weeks in terms of, like, seeing fields and, like, the offensive mm-hmm. production. So, you know, like, that could just be like kind of like a wake-up call. Like, the Falcons aren't a great team. Maybe they didn't pre- maybe they didn't prepare as hard as they would be when they were preparing for, like, the Cowboys or, you know, teams like that. Right. Um, so I'm not going to chalk it up to that. What I... The only thing that I have a problem with from the ending of that game is knowing that Fields has a hurt shoulder. Like you've been, you watch the game, he's wincing, grabbing his shoulder, still, still making plays. Obviously, he's cramping, cramping as well. But then in the fourth quarter, and I, I understand that he is the offense. Like he, his, our biggest plays come from his legs. But the call designed run plays. Not in a minute and a half left. Yeah, and then right. he, then he gets hit There's, again. Well, I, I know we haven't done this podcast in a while just because, you know, we are adults and we're your father. Tim's a married man. I'm moving, so it's kind of hard. Um, the one thing I have noticed, especially from the Lions game, is that the Lions did a good job making those second-half adjustments. Right, or really, mm-hmm. not really second half adjustments because Fields did have a long run in the fourth quarter, but they made just enough adjustments late in the fourth quarter to make sure they kept containment on Fields. Right. And, you know, we talked about this before with defensive ends is that if you're an offensive lineman and you get beat, but you know it's a design run, that's fine because you basically ole the defensive end. Yeah. Right. Get up field. That's fine. Cool. You already. You're outside. You're already zigged while we're trying to zag. Exactly. Right. Your outside linebacker, he might have a different zone read. You know, if you're the uh, defensive end, your first read is obviously the quarterback. 
you get upfield and that gives them a running lane, you know, that's the first down. And, you know, you watch what the Lions did was to really contain that after that long run, and Fields wasn't able to do that. Um, there was that one terrific play, you know, on Fields' pick six. If you watch Aiden Hutchinson, he adjusts so well to um, the, the screenplay, right? He gets beat. He puts his foot down and is able to retract and get back to the line of scrimmage where Fields kind of has to stutter and then lofts it and then it gets picked, right? Mm-hmm. If if Hayden, or I'm sorry, if Hutchinson doesn't come up on that ball or in, if he just continues to pursue Fields, it's an easy completion for Fields. But right when he realizes the screen, he gets back, shuts out that passing lane, he's, you know... Pick six. Yeah, I got a lot of Falcons, there. from what I read, really took away those outside zones and fields. They kind of made fields kind of play inside. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I, th- I think the second half, like, struggles in this game and, and in the Lions game as well is that, like you mentioned, the teams are adapting, making adjustments needed to stop fields, where I think if you have more talent – if you have those players, like then you then you could adjust to their adjustments. Like okay, like they're taking away the run, but I have you know three receivers that I could throw to that are capable of making plays. All that I right you know right now you have Mooney, Komet, and then you have a Claypool who's been in the building for three weeks, two and a half weeks. And, and I think that I'm getting a little frustrated with that is that I want to see Claypool. Right, he's been there for three weeks. But not to even get what? How many targets did he have this week? Three. It three last week. Yeah, they were low. You know he's. I, you know I think every Bears fan is just worried. Like, did we get fucking policed for a second our draft pick? And I obviously the jury is nowhere near that decision. You can't judge a, three games, um, and even next year because he's still on the Bears for next year. Um, but like you said, it's going to take some time. I think that is the biggest disappointment I've seen over the past two or three weeks is like just not using them yet. And yeah. because you're seeing the touchdowns go up with obviously Komet and with Mooney, you need to get, you need to get that development going with, uh, with Chase. Yeah. The, the, the only like counterpoint that I have for that is I would love to see him obviously Wait. get involved is that with this coaching staff, I think that they want, they, they are want to take their time with these players. Like you look at the Tevin Jenkins right. situation, he was benched and they had, we they had that whole drama and like that. And he's weeks. been solid for us. He's yeah. Been awesome. So like they, I think they probably want to see him, you know, make sure that he knows that what he's supposed to be doing, not just like right. throwing him out there in bad situations. So did, like, Jenkins, that's like, did Jenkins play at all? Cause I know he got, he started, he started, I, I did keep track of like, if he was in the entire time, but yeah, cause yeah, I know he, he, he was like a game time decision. And I yeah. know like the problem with Jenkins you know, he's got the back and now he's got the hip. Mm-hmm. And those are two big injuries for a lineman. You know, that's yeah. all your power. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the other thing. Like, are you forcing players to play or not 100% because they're your best available, right? And that means your depth is so bad. And this is the big thing going into the draft of free agency is, like, you're going to have to be really smart where you draft. I know right now the Bears have the – three draft pick and I don't know, obviously if they end up with like one or two um I, I would suggest that they trade back and get a shit ton of picks just to build up that depth and you'd still probably get a number one draft pick um you know if you're at like four or five you know you could you're not the, the nice thing is I don't think the Bears need to draft a quarterback they're, they're not going to draft a quarterback which yeah, they, solves so many issues. Yeah, they have. I actually have like a mock draft up right now of the, where the Bears are at. So like currently with the one and the two, the Texans and the Panthers, they have Stroud or Young going one, Stroud going two, and then Will Anderson. Will Anderson at three, Jalen Carter at four. Carter Will, Carter plays where? Uh, D lineman for Georgia. He's he's like the. Big run stuffer, right? Uh, tackle. Which the Bears suck at. Yes, and then the, they have Will Levis going five, and then you have another edge rush, 
uh, Miles Murphy at Clemson at six, and then uh, Skaronski at Northwestern at seven. So, like, like you said, if you trade down or if they aren't in the top three, like you have options all, whether yeah. it be a, a, li- a D lineman or O lineman in the, those top picks after quarterback, which you know, we I, both need. I think you can, I know when people are like, well, you got to draft a wide receiver. I think you get a receiver in the second round. I think obviously your first, like they need help on defense, right? It's apparent that they need, they, they do not have the sack numbers. Um, that you need to compete in, and in today's NFL, like a good defensive end slash outside linebacker who plays a three-four technique, um, that's highly regarded. You know, you look at fuck, you look at like a Michael Parsons who can play anywhere, or Khalil Mack uh, when he's healthy, um, a Bosa. You know, these are guys who could just completely change the game. You know, like, and there are so many situations in games where you're like. They need a sack. You, they need you, that third like, down sack. Or you need pressure. Like, right. And, like, I mean, I, I work with, uh, uh, what like, one of the guys we were describing, like, meatball, like, older football fan. Probably hates 3-4. Yeah, well, he, he's not, like, super in detail on, like, formations. But, you know, complain, like, oh, our secondary, they stink. They got – they let up all these long plays. And, and like, I'm not going to get into it because, like, it's not even worth the argument. But – you can't cover for seven, eight seconds. Like it's just impossible to do. Like if you had yeah. pressure, you know, it's, we've it's, seen it's, we've seen that all four of those guys, Jackson, uh, Brisker, um, Kyler, and uh, Jalen could all make plays. They're all talented players. But when you have to cover someone for eight, seven, eight seconds, it's hard to do. And that's attributed to not getting pressure on the quarterback. Like there's nobody ever like in the backfield pressure in the quarterback, which... Yeah, and I mean, your quarterbacks and safeties and linebackers are going to only hold for so long. Um, yeah. You know, I think when you have a good system, you know, obviously not having a good defensive tackle hurts, you know, losing like a person like Akeem Hicks, but like he was at the end of his rope, and plus he's never played in a 4-3, um, changes the scheme. You know, like, I don't... If the Bears would end up with like a Will Anderson... I don't think Bear fans should like freak the fuck out about it, right? Because yeah. you could still draft an offensive lineman in the second round or a wide receiver in the third round to get some help. You could still use your free agency. I know both those are going to be really hard to do this year, but that means you have to make an offer to people. Yeah, and you, can make, you can make a trade too. You never know. I mean, like look, you can make look, a trade. Look at the Eagles making a trade for AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. You yeah. trade. You trade a pick. Like let's say you mentioned. The Bears are top three. They trade down, get multiple picks. You trade one of those picks for a receiver on a struggling team. Boom, there right. you go. Like, Boom. There's so many options. Yeah, there's there's so many options. You know, I, I think, obviously, the big thing with coaching is we know what Fields can do with the, 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 the ball in his hands when he runs. I know he has he has thrown two interceptions the past two weeks. Obviously, they both kind of cost the game. The last think, one was the last one was – Montgomery's fault. He went. It was for Mooney, and he went up and he touched he it. Yeah. yeah, But like, it's still credited to. Yeah, I mean, the quarterbacks can always take responsibility yeah, yeah. on that. Uh, the pick six was on that him. Was fields. Yeah, that was on Fields, even though that was a great play by Aiden Hutchinson. Um, but you got to read. You got to know that if he doesn't bite, which he didn't, you got to make that adjustment. I think I want to see Fields throw the ball more. Right. You know what he can do with his run. You have to see what he can do with his arm. You see flash, like the play that he made to Montgomery, you know, running around, hitting Montgomery on the sideline. He did it again with again with St. Brown uh, later in the game. He There are times where you can see that arm strength, and you're at the point of the season where if he throws picks, who gives a fuck, right? Like, yeah, you're not. Don't, it's, don't they're listen not costing to, you a playoff spot. Don't listen to Tony from, what, like, from Orland Park on the score. You know, like, you're not going to be in the playoffs. This is a rebuilding year. This is, like, this year reminds me of, like, the 2014 Cubs. It's, like, who is going to be on this team for next year and who are going to be, the, like, the young guns that are going to be coming up. So, Well, speaking of, speaking of Fields, so, obviously, he has his, sho- his shoulder, his ham, like, his, not his hamstring, his, like, cramps. Like, the shoulder's a big one. Like, there's been, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've read today that... They said it's dislocated, but then he's day to day. He could be out for the season. Like it's so up in the right. air. 
with the buy coming up in what they have the buy in two weeks, three weeks, two weeks. Um, would you three. prefer to see him sit next week's game? Sit yeah, until the buy. Let's talk. Let's talk Jets. Um, I think one the Jets are a bad team, but he's ready to go. He's ready to go. But like that means they have to change. They can't be fucking running him all the time then. Right, I, I one I don't know why this team never does like running back screens. You know, you already have a bad of offensive lineman. Like you already get blown by. You already get blown off the ball anyway. Let him through and just let him dump it over his head. You know, get ten yards that way. I don't know why they never do that. Uh, maybe because like they're so bad they just haven't figured it out. Um, to be honest, I don't give a shit if he plays this game. I kind of lean against it. Let Trevor Simeon kind of – the Jets' defense is good. Um, I'm waiting to start the Jets' defense if they don't announce Fields playing because then I'm going to definitely start start the Jets' defense. Um, I'd rather have him against Green Bay because I think that's a game. If you win, If you beat Green Bay at home, I think you're in a good spot. Like, you get that confidence, like, okay, we own Soldier Field. Like, we have to change this narrative of the Packers owning us at home. The Jets, I think, while I don't think they're a good team, they have a really good defense, and they're physical, and that could spell trouble for, like, a Justin Fields who's been banged up. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if he if he is able to play, and it's, if it's not him, like, fighting, like, toughen it up like hey i i'm not ready to go but i'll tough it out for the team then he should be sitting but like if he's okay to go yes have him play but yeah and that and that's if this is the game where he's okay to go like then throw it a million times right don't do like you this is the game where he throws it 50 fucking times and you see what like because it doesn't matter right you hit you're three and eight you're in a prime spot to get a good draft pick to draft up or get a good player or draft down, excuse me, or you get a good player. Let him throw it 50 fucking times. Who cares? Right? He has to throw the ball. Right? He has to throw the ball. And yeah. there are times... Yeah. And he's going against solid cornerbacks. He, so he only practice. threw it, what, 20 times against Atlanta? Yeah. Like, it was, he was it like was 14 for 20? Number, yeah. He was like 14 for 20? That's nothing. Yeah, and, and, and you can make the argument like, you know, the the overthrow to uh, Mooney against Atlanta, like he just over overshot him, you know, that you could you could chalk that up to like he's averaging like 20 attempts a game. Like he hasn't had enough practice throwing. And the there were sometimes like on the broken runs that he's had, like obviously yeah. against like the Giants and like the Ravens games that got the most like those were supposed to be uh, throws. Right, but the offensive line sucks. Boom, he has to. Oh take yeah, it. like I, his instincts take over, and then you're going to take right. the the play. But yeah, you know, if he if he's able to play like these last what we got six games left. Oh god, we got six like, games. I I, I do feel like this though. It's not like a chore like it was last year. No, it's it's still fun to tune into. But like they treat these last six games, or if he plays four out of the six, or five out of the six, three out of the six, as like a like polishing of your skills, like get. Get used to it, like make the, the like only, you said, throw forty times I a guess game. The big thing is making sure we develop something with Claypool. Yes, right? that I, ideally like these last six games or four or five, whatever fields plays in. Yeah, build that connection. Right. You know, even even like if he hasn't learned the playbook yet, just run the plays that he knows, just so you can build that. Rapport with Claypool, take a shot downfield once or twice a game, whether it's to him or to someone. Just hone in on hone in on those those throwing skills, just so we can go into, you know, next season being like, okay, like we know what he can do with his legs, we know he's he's made good throws, but now we know he can handle throwing the ball forty times a game if need be. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, yeah, I, I can't disagree with that, and. You know, the whole narrative of, like, every fucking meathead who I played football with for, like, one year. You know, they played one year of football, and they, they know everything. They're like, well, he's not a quarterback one. Or he's not a quarterback. He's a running back. Running back one. And I'm like, 
Jesus fucking Christ. Like, three weeks ago, you're like, this guy's great. Like, against the Lions, he had two touchdown passes, two running touchdown passes, and then against, what, against uh, fucking Miami, he had four, what, three or four touchdown passes? Mm -hmm. And you freak out. So, like, that's the thing I'm, I'm having a hard time with, like, with Chicago fans right now. It's just, like... Yeah, you, you mentioned earlier, like, want? before we got on, what's, like, what are these, like, uh, these boomer takes that you're hearing that... Oh, it's not kinda... even, like, boomers. It's just, like... The meathead, the... The dipshit I went to high school with, you know? Like, obviously, I, I get in debates with my dad, and, um, you know, I think he's always someone who would always draft defense, build through the offensive line. You can win with a below-average quarterback. Like, I think I shared you a text, like my dad said, like, well, the Ravens and the Bears won Super Bowls with Jim McMahon and Trent Dilfer. I'm like, that was 40 and 25 years ago. Yeah, like, you go down the list of recent Super Bowl winners, like, when's, the, when's like, they're the— They're all famers, or they're all pretty damn close to it. I don't think you could—is, like, Joe Flacco might be, like, the one on that list. You're like, oh, he was average, but he was an MVP. Yeah, I mean, the same breath. Joe Flacco, like a million quarterbacks, would take Joe Flacco's career. One hundred percent, two Super Bowls, MVP. Yeah, you need a quarterback in this league to win. Yeah, I, I kind of know what you, I know what you're saying. Where you get the the takes like of oh, like he's not a quarterback. It's it's like how Ravens fans probably were when Lamar came up. Oh, he's just and, and guess what? Lamar at times has looked like shit in some games. Yeah. Like, how many playoff games has Lamar Jackson won? One, I think. Yeah, I think just one. Or one. Two. You know, so, like, even he is – like, arm talent-wise, at least arm strength, let's not go with accuracy or precision-making yet, Fields is way stronger than Lamar Jackson. It's not even close. Yeah, and they're comparable in the sense, like, of just – very, and I know that Lamar's had a longer career so far, but very athletic, talented quarterbacks, not surrounded by a lot of talent. I mean, Mark Lamar Andrews. Jackson, yeah, Mark Andrews is, what, top three or four, best tight yeah, end. You got a great tight end. Hollywood, but He had Hollywood Brown for a little bit, but I, I think it's just, and like, here's the thing. If you develop the passing game with, uh, and then, uh, and then my dad said, "Well, if you if you turn Fields into like a Randall Cunningham, you build the statue for Fields." I'm like, "Yes, exactly." Yeah. You know, like that talent is there, right? Fields should be like a Randall Cunningham, not just because like the athletic ability, but like and the running ability, but like he could still throw the fucking ball sixty yards, right? Yeah. He can get you to the playoffs consistently, and you know. I think also with Fields is like how many like the, the the play against the Lions where he scored that seven yard touchdown run, he looked like he was gonna sack like four or five different times, was able to keep his balance and scoot his way into the end zone. You know, that athletic ability is and that balance and that hip strength, that that's that can't be taught. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great tool to have. And I like you said, we just wanted to hone in on those skills of throwing the football. Throw the ball, man. Get and get more reps in and then next year hopefully with like, the cap space and draft will be also with like the boomer take or the the six seventy score caller or whatever, the e the fan who always emails. Yeah. I Joey get, from Orland Park, like you mentioned. Joey B yeah. <laughs> yeah. He always calls at the four thirty time. I, I would love to hear what, like, Les Grabsing w would say, like, what's going on with the Bears, you well, know? One of the, one of the one of the callers on the way home from uh, work today was, uh, <laughs> it was about, like, oh, would you start Fields? Would you, would you, do you want to start Fields next week, or do you think you should rest him? And the guy answered it saying whatever he did, but then he ended up saying, like, adding another point saying, are we sure that the Bears aren't going to take a, that quarterback from Alabama if they get a top three pick? And you're just like, I'm just like, I'm just driving, but like, if I could, I just like put my hand over my eyes. But like, oh my. That God. means you are wasting so many more. Like, <laughs> quarterback is not the issue. If they drafted <laughs> a quarterback, it would create so much chaos. And because what? You're going to hold on to fields for how long? Or draft him, and now you're basic. No, then no one's gonna trade for him because they're not gonna believe you. I know. I thought. I thought of out of all the arguments, that was like 
the one that was done. Like, we're not drafting a quarterback. We know that Fields has the skills. Like he's Yeah, and guess what? It's really hard to play quarterback in the NFL. You can look really yeah. good at Alabama or Oklahoma or Ohio State or wherever. You come to the NFL, it's a different speed, man. Everyone I mean, in the NFL is fast. I mean, Tua was the first quarterback from Alabama that looks good. That's looked good in a long time. Decades. But he also has Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. So like, yeah. Is yeah. it is it him? Is it them? Is it both? Like, so you gotta. If you yeah, have someone that I mean, you. Like, I think the jury's still out on Tua. I mean, he's having a good stretch, but what does he do in the playoffs? You know, can they? Can Miami finish it this year and win the division? I know they're number one right now. Um, you know, still a long way to go. There's so many issues with the Bears right now. And we kind of knew this going in. Like, yes, could this been a team? If you win half those games that we lost, and I think the frustrating thing is a lot of these games has been the special teams, right? Special teams kind of blown it like four weeks in a row, like four out of the five. Yeah, muffs punts, the return from uh, last week from Cordell Patterson, Kyra Santos missing the extra point last or two weeks ago. You know, uh, two muff punts. You know, a couple bad returns. You know, like you can't, you can't let that happen. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that like a couple like, and I know this is like it goes both ways, but a couple like plays change, the balls bounce a different way. Like the Bears could be right there. Yeah. I mean, right I'm glad they're not because draft position-wise. But I mean, the Bears look better against fucking Dallas than Minnesota did. Yeah. Yeah, they did, which is you know, great to see. It. Great to see. I mean, they what? Minnesota lost, what, 40-3 to or 37-3, to something like that? Yeah, I mean, we, we gave up 50 or 48, whatever it was, but, I mean, at least we scored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we got more than I a mean, field goal. We were – we had – what one or two scores down in that game, and it was like a and weird game have, where you're, it was just like, man, we're getting blown out, but I, we're gonna score five plays later. You know? we, had, we had no wide receivers, and the, the Vikings have the best wide receiver in the NFL. So yeah, yeah, prime time, prime time, Kirk Cousins, or I guess that wasn't prime time, but it was a non thirty game, non noon game, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, you know, I, it's just frustrating, and you can't use today's football as you can't use yesterday's football as a measurement of what's going on in the league yeah, right you that. just can't yeah. like are there some things that you, that need to yes that are true like yes you need a strong offensive line yeah you always need a good offensive line you need probably an above average defense and plus the deciding factors you can have all those but if you don't have a quarterback you're not at the dance right yeah have to have at least above average quarterback to at least be in the playoffs. Right? You'll get Minnesota. Do I think Kirk Cousins is an MVP? Fuck no. Do I think he gives them a chance to be in the NFC championship game? Probably. Yeah. And that's just like the 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 most like in between like mediocre and great quarterback you could think of is probably Kirk Cousins. Like he's always solid. Right. Even just being that gets you a I mean eight and two. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a game behind in Philly. I mean, do I think Jalen Hurts is going to be the next LBO? Probably not. But, um, you know, he's good. He's having a good year, and they put weapons yeah. around him. Yeah, Devontae Smith. And, and you got Devontae Smith. You got A.J. Brown. You, you use Miles Sanders correctly, and there you go. You got – Yeah, they got that young tight end, too. And, yeah. Um, and the defense that hits people. Yeah. So, I mean, I think with the Jets game, you know – I was saying this because I work with a lot of Jets and Patriots fans. And, you know, a month or two ago, they're like, oh, you're okay with Fields? I'm like, yeah, Fields is going to get better. And now you're looking at what Mac Jones, you're looking at with Wilson, and you're like, you guys got issues, man. Like, yeah, Fields, glad, has, a, Fields has a bad team. But you yeah. can see it like he's going to be good. Yeah, it's not like it's not like with Mitch where you're like, this is a good team, but our quarterback's holding us back. It's right. Team is holding the quarterback back, which is obviously that you don't want to see that, but it's better than the opposite, I think. Oh I, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I mean the 2018 Bears. If Mitch played like, and he was good, he was good in 2018. But if he was slightly better, 
right? Like, if he was, like, Kirk Cousins now, mm-hmm. they're the NFC Championship game. Right? Yeah. I think, or they could be in the Super Bowl. Whatever. Or if you look at... They at least um, win the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, they blow out the Eagles. Yeah, they blow out the Eagles. Um, the problem is they, they would have been the road team for the next two weeks. But, or if you look at, like, Rex Grossman in, like, 2006. Would have been a little bit better. Who knows? Type of thing. The thing that, the thing that I'm looking most forward to, and if I think if Fields plays, if this will definitely happen. If he doesn't play, it, it might happen. Is just to see, like, the... Oh, man, like comparing like Fields career so far to Zach Wilson's and just being like, yeah, Wilson, uh, Wilson, I've seen this before, but the flip side with Trubisky and to Holmes and Watson, Wilson, not taking responsibility for only having 71 yards passing. Right. They had more punts than first downs. You know, I, I definitely think even when Fields plays good to mediocre or great, he always takes responsibility. Like, hey, I can't make that interception, right? I need yeah, to throw the ball out of bounds. Again, I, like I, I, it's not going to happen you. again. I need to work on that. To have Wilson say, I'm not <laughs> taking responsibility, that's a red flag to any, like, four or five-year vet on that team where it's just like, dude. When it's like, then you're like, you, you see that happen, and then, like, you just look at him, and you're like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, like, here's the thing. I know Joe Flacco is, is sometimes a joke in the NFL. I get that. I I love ripping on Joe Flacco as much as anybody. Joe Flacco's got a ring, right? Yeah, he's got two he's rings, He's one right? more. No, he's got one. He's got one. Um, oh, that's, yeah, 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 that's right. But you can also say I had, the most, I had more road playoff wins than Tom Brady at one point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I get it that he had a good defense and all he had to do is be Cal Orton with a bigger arm. But one well, of the best I'm part sure. is Flacco is on the Jets. He's the backup. And when he when he played, he like he threw like for three hundred yards. Like he was he was moving the ball down the field. Yeah, I mean I don't you, you know, you think like a young guy, I mean, this is how I think. If you're the young guy, you're getting the keys thrown to you for the Cadillac that you would want to trust someone like a Joe Flacco, right? Not a lot of people in this world have a Super Bowl ring, right? Yeah. You kind of want maybe that advice. Or like, hey, how do I – I'm 22 years old, 23 years old. How do I get a bunch of 30-year-olds and late people in their 20s to, like, like me, to, like, believe in me? I think the Jets probably win this game just out of pure talent. Um I think this is a game the defense can actually start showing up a little bit. And I know they haven't. I think the defense last week, from what I read and what I saw, played a lot better against the Falcons, right? Yeah, they did. You know, they, there are times where they got to get off the field to get that. They're not getting the turnovers. Uh, Brisker did make a, you know, a forced fumble, which Jalen was able to pick up. They got to get the sack numbers up. You know, I think if they can – get to the quarterback with Zach Wilson, right? And fluster that offense early, maybe the Bears can win. Yeah, I mean, if if, if Wilson plays, that's the kind of, like, game that you could see. Not that the Bears' defense is... I think it'd be, is, like, an ugly game. Yeah, I think the Jets will win, but in terms of, like, the defense looking better, like, having going against someone against, like, Wilson, if he starts, our defense is young and experienced, but I think there's right. enough, like experience in certain positions where like they could take advantage of Wilson. Like you can yeah. see Eddie, you can see Eddie. I could totally see Eddie Jackson, like making a read off of Zach Wilson and like getting a pick in this game. I'd love to see a big sack by like Jack Sanborn. I heard Sanborn played well. I know he missed like a big tackle to set up a fourth down or whatever, or give him a first down. But um, I mean, he's played well. I mean, for a guy that's was he's undrafted, uh, undrafted, he's undrafted. Yeah. filling some pretty big shoes. I, I have no complaints. Yeah. If Roquan missed that tackle, like he had, like he was, then Kellett I, I old man Tyrod Taylor can't beat you. Can't complain about a guy going undrafted, starting when he probably didn't expect to. Probably not gonna be on the team next year. Missed the play, yeah. So right, right. Well, all okay. right. Well, well, yeah. As I say, you got Thanksgiving's coming up, Jack. It is. I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Eh, I could take two. it or leave it. One it's or not. two. I like the pre up to Thanksgiving. The day itself is whatever. 
But I, I always like going home and seeing friends who you haven't seen in a while from college and mostly just getting blacked out drunk. You like Blackout Wednesday. That's your I am. We're not doing anything on Wednesday. We got to clean up the mess here. Um, so we still have a lot of unpacking to do. But um, I was a big Blackout Wednesday fan. I still am. I remember one time Tim and I went to a party. I think this had to be in like 2009 or 2010. Long time ago. I think 2010. And I had to do a final that night. Right? Because I had a late night class. Got done. Dropped off my keys. Tim picked me up. We went to this party in the Burbs. The next day was Thanksgiving, and that's when my Thanksgiving break happened was a week after than everyone else's. Um, and this when I was still going to a junior college. Um, and we just got fucking shit-faced. I took two naps that day on Thanksgiving, and I went back to my dad's house afterwards. He's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I took a nap. Got home, took another nap, and ate and I was fine but yeah I mean I just always like the crap like I always feel like Thanksgiving is like one good time to go to your divey bar your hometown dive bar and see like friends you haven't seen in a while that's why I kind of like Thanksgiving it's more informal than Christmas or Easter yeah it's just kind of like every you show up you're showing up to eat a meal not to like you know it's not like uh raising God christmas where yeah you're going to church and then like it's all focused around like the presents and all that and there was a meal like it's just the the, eat a meal stuff your face watch football get in a food coma and then go home or if you're hosting then clean up or clean up the next day yeah i mean i love there's also football yeah the thing i love about football weekend yeah i love i love thanksgiving football but I love the, the my favorite is the first, the first game. Like it's always the Lions or whatever. Like that eleven fifteen game. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Like the the later one. I don't think they they needed to add the later one. Like I just kind of like forget that one's like. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that game is on NBC because for the longest time it always be on the NFL Network and no one can watch it. Um, but the Bears have won like five in a row on Thanksgiving. Yeah, they, they look good. The last one was, what, the Chase Daniels game, right? No, last was last year. But last, last year. Andy Dalton, baby. Oh, yeah. Wow. That makes me – it shows you how much you want to forget about last season that I can't – I think Nagy had three or four – I think he had three out of four Thanksgiving games all against the Lions. He went 3-0. and And mean, then they played – They played the Lions, so. Yeah, yeah. Um. But they beat Green Bay. Last time they beat Green Bay in Green Bay was in 2015 when they uh, they beat uh, Aaron Rodgers on Brett Favre retirement night. So that was always fun. Um, I think my favorite Thanksgiving football moment, though, has to be the butt fumble. Yeah, I know. I The butt fumble is like one of those things where, like, I know exactly where I was and, like, 100%. what I was doing. Where were where were you on the butt fumble and what Does it become like our Kennedy assassination? <laughs> like where were you? <laughs> the Mark Sanchez assassination. Um, I was actually in Virginia in 2012, uh, visiting family out here that actually lives about a half hour south of where I live right now. And it was so weird about that game because like I remember like the Patriots scored like a 99 yard touchdown play. Next play was the butt fumble, right? Everyone's laughing about that. And then the Patriots kick off, and the Jets fumble the kickoff. Patriots pick it up and score a touchdown. And before you know in, like, three plays, they score three touchdowns, and it's, like, 28 nothing. And you're like, well, this game is over. I, I remember that because it was a late game, and, like, my party was over. I think I was, like, at my grandparents' house because this was – This is the first year we were together. Yeah. Yeah, this is before – I mean – Kate was still living at home. I was still living at home. So I remember I went no, to No, no, like, no. Like, we were in college. We were living together in college. No, I'm saying, sorry, me and Kate. Oh. So during being home for break, she was had her family party. I went to my grandparents for uh, for the, the party. And then, like, I went over to her place after her party was over, after my party was over. And I remember watching it in, like, her kitchen. Like, her dad has, like, a seven inch tv screen in the kitchen oh yeah of course he does and i remember I totally see him having that yeah I and i remember being in there and like watching the game 
and seeing the butt fumble, like, in the kitchen on, like, the seven-inch TV. Just been like, did he just run into that guy's ass and fumble the ball? He did. Yeah. And then Mark I mean, Sanchez. That was the not top ten play for, like, all year. That was, that was like, like on, like, Web Gems or Everything. something like that, where, like, they have they have a play where, like, they, like, rate other plays compared to that. Another that good one was the following year. I remember I was at my ex-girlfriend's um, house for Thanksgiving, and it was Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And Jacoby Jones is trying to take it out for a kick return, and Mike Tomlin was on the field. <laughs> Did we try to trip him? Yeah, that the thing we were like, he didn't try to trip him, but he didn't re- like. He yeah, said he I didn't see. realize it. I'm like, dude, come on now. Um, I remember Randy Moss in two different games torched the Dallas Cowboys, right? Obviously, like his rookie year where he had three catches for three touchdowns. Oh, and then he did it again to the uh, Cowboys two years the later. Patriots, right? Or is that no, the... he was still in the Vikings. He had like that, he had like two out of three years against the Cowboys and he just torched them. Uh, I just watched like a twenty minute video today of like all the best Thanksgiving plays ever. It's it's, it's fantastic. I, I've seen I've seen like the the picture of like the Randy Moss looking at the camera, holding up like the three. Yeah, it shows the stats. It's like three catches, one hundred. He did it yards. again to them like two years later. Yeah, had like another two touchdowns. Yikes! I mean, Thanksgiving football is always weird. I always feel like it's either like a shitty game. Or, like, there's something that you're never going to see that ever happen in a football field. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like, the famous coin flip with Pittsburgh and Detroit. Leon Lett touching the uh, um, the block kick. You know, mm-hmm. our, our dads would remember Dave Williams running back the opening kickoff for the Bears to win in overtime. Um, it's definitely a, a cool tradition. And, the, like, the whole nice thing is, you know, football starts that Thursday, and then, you know, there's games on Saturday or Friday with some college football. Saturday is, like, the best week for college football with all the rivalries, and then you have Sunday and Monday again. Yeah, it is a, it is a big, big football weekend. For, that's an interesting weekend, but just, like, four-day stretch. Five-day stretch, Monday night football. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, I, so yeah, Thanksgiving, I'm, I mean, I, I like Thanksgiving for the food and the football and the drinks and all that. But uh, I know you mentioned you wanted to talk about rivalry weekend in college football. It is. It's coming up. We haven't talked about college football in a couple of weeks. Um, obviously, the playoff rankings just came out. No changes. Um, this might be the first time. I'm very curious to see, um, you know, could this be the year the Big Ten gets two people in? Because I could definitely see if Ohio State or Michigan win and win the championship game. And then depending on who wins the SEC championship game, another Big Ten team can get in, right? And obviously, I hate Michigan and Ohio State, but I think they are very good teams. I would not want to see LSU get in with two wins, even if they won the SEC. My, If you are a Big Ten fan, you want Georgia to win the SEC and win it convincingly. You want TCU um, to stay? You want TCU to, yeah. I think TCU, if they were to lose two games back-to-back, right, because they're already in the Big 12 championship game, if they were to lose back-to-back games, then I think the Big 10 is going to get two two people in. And that would be that would be good for the Big 10 because, you know, it's always been the SEC to get two people in. But uh, the SEC is just beating up on itself, and it's it's great to see. Yeah, the only thing is is that, that if USC kind of – if TCU – well, I guess TCU could stay undefeated, but like if USC yeah, wins, the did USC just come wins in? out? If USC wins out, I think they're in. Yeah, right. they, yeah, because they're, they're at six. Be they just came in at six. I just saw. Yeah, so you know, and, it's, and especially if Michigan or Ohio State just like completely like wallops the other team, like wins by like twenty-one. Right. Then you're they're kind of shot for those two games. If it's like and, a really good game between Michigan and, and Ohio State. And whoever wins the Big Ten championship game, um, then I could see the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game getting in. I think Ohio yeah, well, State's I, a way better team, though. Oh, I agree. But, like, I think if you're the committee, if one of those teams loses and USC wins out, 
you're not worried about losing like based off of like name like USC is as big a name as Ohio State Michigan when it comes to football where if it was like since if it was like a Cincinnati you're like oh do we really have to put Cincinnati in the four and like thinking about that or if it's USC you're like oh it's like I'm just subbing out Ohio State for USC like still nationally recognized program right so I don't think the committee will hesitate. It's to... good. It's good for the uh, Big Ten because uh, USC is joining in a couple of years. So, yeah. Hey, if if USC, let's say TC loses out, then you could have three potential Big Ten teams if you count USC. <laughs> if I was the Big Ten, I would sell it. It's just like, hey, maybe Big get... Ten, Big Ten takeover. That would be hysterical. Going for the best conference. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always fun. You know, those rivalry games are always fun. Um. You know, we won't have Alabama. We won't have Clemson this year, uh, which will make things interesting. TCU is good. They're fun to watch. I'm happy Tennessee isn't in there. I feel like they I, they I were thought they were so, so good. Like, like, I mean, my sister went to South Carolina, as you know, and, you know, every year. Fucking blew you know, them out. They blew them out. Um, but every year, every college football analyst is like, this is the year Tennessee is going to be back. They're going to be back. And do I think Tennessee is good this and year? They were yeah. back. They were. But they lost, like, two really bad games. You know, they lost to Georgia. And they got their ass kicked by South Carolina. And <laughs> yeah, it's like Georgia, you could be like, oh, they were the, they're the number one team. And then you go, oh, South Carolina. Ooh. Just by, like, 35 to South Carolina. Yeah, give up Come 63. On. Yeah. You know, um, as a Penn State fan, I will take this year. You know, um, they could still play themselves into a New Year's Day six game. Which I think I don't know if they were ranked right now. I didn't see the rankings, but they're only two losses to Michigan and to Ohio State, um, which I thought they were. I mean, I knew they were going to lose those games, but um, you know they had a chance to beat Ohio State and they blew it. Uh, Michigan, they never really had a chance in that game, but you know they're blowing out the teams where you need to blow out. Um, I hate that in college football. That you have to you have to blow out teams now, but it's gonna be good like that. That last Saturday is always fun. You know, a lot of good, great rivalries. You know, Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, Florida, Florida State. You know, those are always the good ones. Texas, I mean, unfortunately, we don't have Texas A&M, Texas, but we will soon. Um, you know, it's it's fun. Yeah, uh, hey, also, if, you get those, if you get Ohio State and Michigan in the, the Final Four, uh, Penn State could be playing for a Rose Bowl. 100%. That'd be great. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um yeah, watch them lose the Rose Bowl like usual. Um, but hey, World Cup. What are you thinking? I saw. I watched the Poland Mexico game, and the joke was that Chicago construction workers were going to riot. <laughs> that was that was the joke. I was getting my hair cut, and uh, the guy who was ahead of me was made that same joke. He was a Mexican fellow, and yeah, he was saying like, yeah, Chicago's not going to be Chicago's going to be shut down for those three hours or whatever, two hours of that game. Um, just World Cup. I mean, I root for you know obviously USA, and then disappointing. I, that was a disappointing tie. They needed to win that game. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have high hopes for USA. Like, they're not going to win the entire thing. Not shot, but so like I mean, I got them and the, any other like nationalities. I'm putting air quotes that I I am. So like Germany, Poland, and uh, the Netherlands are like the three that I, I claim, I guess, and then. Yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be excited. I'm kind of I'm kind of rooting for those three teams, and then I don't know. I'd kind of like to see Brazil get get far because it's always going to be a good game. A lot of uh, hype for Brazil, but yeah. Argentina lost today. Yeah, that to Saudi Arabia. Wow. Biggest upset since 2006. They said 2002. Yeah, and Sports I guess Argen- I guess Argentina like hasn't lost their opening game in like years. Yeah, I don't remember the number of games it was, but hey. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. I know Flora and I are going to watch some games. Uh, Friday, we're going to watch the USA play England. I will say this. I saw when I was working out, um, I watched the England game, and, man, they they did not stop. They were a fucking machine. They look good. Harry Kane might be out. His ankles hurt, so. Take advantage of that. And it, it is interesting. Um you know, is there a good tie and there's a bad tie? You know, mm-hmm. I think with the Poland uh, Mexico game, 
you know, the announcers were saying, like, this is a bad tie for both these teams because given that Argentina lost, like, this was your opportunity to really, yeah. you know, get three Pull points, points Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I would love to see the United States go far. Um, that's what I'm cheering for. I do think it is funny how certain teams and countries are, are grouped together. Like, I think it's funny that uh, Spain, uh, Japan, and Germany are linked together. Spain always, in, Spain and Germany always seem to be like in the together. same. Yeah, they uh, always play each other. Somehow. USA and England have been together a lot the past, you know, twelve years. Gonna draw eyeballs. You know how. You know how. Uh, fair fifa is and how political they are and well yeah thought out. I, I watched that first uh episode of that documentary um and i thought it was okay but I, the corruption scandals i mean when the fifa is getting investigated by the fbi that's never a good thing yeah and then you know he had all these stories you know with like the pride armbands and they're not being able to do it and then you have the whole budweiser has the the rights to the alcohol and then like three days guitar before, pulls out no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you see what they're doing with the with the beer that's like was supposed to be designated for the World Cup? No. The whatever country wins the World Cup gets all the beer. That's awesome. That's fucking uh, awesome. That's when a I found great that out, idea. I was like Germany's gonna go all out. I mean, I don't think they want Budweiser, but you know they'll take free beer. So like, what are they serving? Because like, can't even women go to that stadium? Bud Zero. Bud Zero is what they're serving. Oh, my God. So you have to go to a sporting event sober? Yeah, and like a soccer sporting event, which is like probably way more fun to watch, like trash, like chanting your country's chants in the, in the stands. Right. I feel like the only thing close to FIFA soccer here in the United States has to be like college football. Yeah, with like the, the the pageantry part of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the argument about soccer about like for the U.S. being like, imagine if our like best athletes specialized in soccer, we'd crush them. Yeah, the the one that the people like I imagine always, Mike, I always Tr- say, Mike Trout playing center field or a goalie. Sorry, I I always uh, would just say like LeBron James for like anything like that, but someone someone I forgot who it was. Said, yeah, imagine like Tyreek Hill playing soccer. Tyreek Hill? Like, oh my God. I mean, mean, a lot of the soccer guys are fast. There there are some guys who can move. Um, But yeah, Tyreek Hill, Mike Trout playing goalie or something. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. Obviously, LeBron. Steph Curry, I think, would. I mean, Steph Curry is 6'4. We forget that. He's huge. Zion. He'd be massive. Zion. <laughs> Zion just bully people. Imagine him as like a midfielder. Uh, Micah Parsons. Uh, just crush people. It's so funny because like you see, I know like the like the NFL players and basketball player. Well, basketball players maybe not so much, but NFL players like don't train their cardio. Like they're not running as long as uh, soccer players are because they don't need to be. But just like seeing how like you know, thin and, like, agile these soccer players are, seeing, like, what they'd be like next to, like, a Khalil Mack or yeah. Micah Parsons. Just like, oh, my God, they would yeah. they would die. Even, if I get, even, get a yellow next, card, even like, next like someone like a Jack Sanborn. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, just some, like, yeah, just some, like, middle-of-the-road, like, linebacker in the NFL yeah. probably just swallow I mean, up their, like, like, biggest defender. Even, like, a lot of, like, I think of, like, D1, like, Basketball, football, wrestling, and hockey players are bigger than them. Yeah. Right? Like, the four big contact sports and, like, you won. They're, they're bigger. Yeah, I mean, just think about, like, if you put, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, who's a super athletic center, like Carl Anthony Towns, seven-feet goalie. Oh, like that'd be awesome. Cover up the whole, yeah. the whole net. The wingspan. And, yeah, I mean, you just had to train them on their you know, how to read a ball, but I mean, which is could take years, but yeah, I think that'd be really fun. That'd be really fun. Like Steph Curry passes it to fucking Aaron judge. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron who judge clear. To, who kicks it to heading Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> Rob Gronkowski steals the ball away from the, the striker. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson would be good. Or can you imagine the vision if you were to train the, the hand-eye coordination to the hand-feet or the eye 
feet coordination with like a Patrick Mahomes. Oh my God, he'd just be dishing out dimes from. Oh, you never his, score a goal, but the amount of assists that he would have in setups would be awesome. Put Kyler Murray out in the wing, just he couldn't, you couldn't tackle him. Put yeah. Justin Fields out so there. It's weird. My dad loves watching Kyler Murray play football. I'm like, what? Really? That's yeah, surprising. yeah. That's. I guess he reminds him like a Fran Tarkington. I guess a little bit, but like Fran Tarkington, like. Even though how good those Vikings teams were in the 70s, like their offensive line was average, but they had such a good defense. And Fran Tarkington ran for his life, you know, because he didn't have an offensive line and just just chucked it up. So he should so he should love Justin Fields, a quarterback that runs That's, for his I, life. I literally like made that comparison. And he's like, well, you know, we'll see. He's got to make those big time throws. I'm like, Kyler makes same throws Fields does. Yeah, but he has the benefit of having DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown. Right. Talented receivers, but. Yeah, I think it's because he's a Bears quarterback, so you're going to. Just jaded. Yeah, you jaded. the things you love more. Yeah. Okay, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food or tradition that you have? Um. Well, we don't not anymore. Not anymore for like tradition wise, because like I haven't gone to my grandparents, you know, since being married, and just kind of we are do our own smaller Thanksgiving. But we'd always play bunko afterwards. Okay. But uh, currently, favorite food is always it's got to be mashed potatoes, lumpy mashed potatoes. I like mashed potatoes with lumps in them. Okay. Okay. That and then like dark meat turkey. Dark meat turkey is probably number one. I do. I don't mind cranberries. People shit on cranberries. I do like cranberries. Um, I do like pecan pie and apple pie. I hate pumpkin. Not oh, pumpkin I love guy. pumpkin pie. Not a pumpkin guy. Um, my favorite is you take ice cream and you put it on top of apple pie. But something that we've been doing a lot at my mom's house is we've been, we, we've been having like a bunch of like smorgasbord people coming over. Like... It's like the island of misfit toys at my mom's house. And like, oh, you have nowhere to go? Come on over. It literally is. It's like a, it's like a pack of stray dogs are going in Linda's house right now. Um, I think I don't think it'll be like this this year, but like three years ago, it was just like, who the fuck? Why are all these people here? Like, why is my dad here? You guys are divorced. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, we like we had to get a second meat. So we had to grill ribs, and every year since we grilled barbecue ribs with the turkey. I like that. That's a, that's a, that's funny how like traditions start like that, like something that like you just didn't expect to do because like, you just needed an extra meat. Yeah. And now it's become tradition. That's 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 how it starts. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. So we're not gonna do a turkey this year. Um, we have to figure out what we're gonna have for dinner tomorrow. Um, you know, like I said, we're still unpacking, and you know, just not enough time. And but maybe we'll have ribs. Maybe we'll do there ribs. you go. Cook up some ribs. Go out for ribs. Going out to eat on Thanksgiving sounds like a fun time. Just like, cause you never like really do it. Really. Go out yeah. to dinner. Yeah. Might feel weird, but like it might be nice at the same time. I can see that. Yeah. Well, Kev, I got nothing else. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm tapped out on Bears sports talk right now. I think we talked about everything we need to, but. Hope you have a thanks, a great Thanksgiving. You too, brother. And then hopefully for a, a Bears win or if a Fields plays, he looks great. That'd be that's what I want for Thanksgiving. Fields looks safe and healthy. That's right. Uh, I'll talk to you later, bud. See ya. Bye. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!